chest and everyday struggle. Brothers waking up to get they hustle on. Women on the block getting guap, stop, something's wrong. Just a song getting to the nitty gritty. Show no pity, taking over the whole city. It's the blind leading the blind. Crime in your area, take it to the suburbs and cause mass hysteria. Variables, the numbers are against us. Niggas killing each other, so raise your defenses. Children defenses, raised in the trenches. Never have I had a dream about picket fences and green grass lawns, concrete walls. As far as the eye can see, hope is a memory. We're lost out here. Street Sodom and Gomorrah, elements of torture. Speaking as the author, real shit will force you to do something negative. Listen to my lyrics and think of it as a sedative. Then activating your train of thought to real life I give you insight and teach you what the world is like It ain't pretty, my city is hard knocks What one stop can keep you on holiday in D-block Or C-Pod, our government leads in incarceration I love my nation, get freedom of speech is an occupation Yeah, yeah, word up, word up There's a ghetto in every city, yeah Welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. Your boy, Pretty Tony, broadcasting live. Can I play a play is in the building, coming to you live, 2.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Every Sunday, me and my man, Jay Dizzle. In fact, you know what? Let me let him say his name. Go ahead, Perry White. Thank you, thank you. Welcome to the show. Like my learned colleague said, every Sunday we're here to uh, try to give you some food for thought. Because that's what we could do. A wise man once said, sometimes teachers teach misinformation, but that's not who we are. We're just here to give you food for thought and let you draw your own conclusions. You know what I'm saying? So that's what we're here to on play a can a play a play do. Where'd my boy Tony go? I guess uh, he scratched his head for a minute. So welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. So um, stay tuned, and we're going to do what we normally do, is uh, keep things moving for you. But we're going to jump to write this little music interlude, and we will be right back. So much I wanna punch, spill the bump when we go. 
I, I know you be trying to sound sexy for all your female fans, but you're going to have to bring up the bass and the trebling your voice a little bit because you just sound real distant right now, brother. And I know wow. you're trying to use a sexy voice. No, well, that wasn't really me trying to have that voice. It's 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 natural. It's all natural. That's the KDD I know and love right there. Ladies and gentlemen, um, today's show, HIV Drugs in the Hood 30 Years Later, 1981, right down there in Killer Cali, a disease surfaced that started in puzzling scientists. They didn't know what it was. It started off in the, um, the gay community, but since then it has become a global pandemic. It has grown and grown, and even though there are um, drugs that can contain the virus and prolong the life of those infected with it, it is still out there, it's still real, and it is growing at a rampant rate in the black community. And that's one of the reasons I was doing today's show, because in almost every other ethnicity, it is still spreading, but the rates are dwindling and stabling off in the African-American black community. We make up six out of ten of new HIV infections in the United States. I don't know about you, but that is reason for alarm bells to go. I was watching this documentary called Endgame about HIV community, and it moved me. It moved me because when you find out that the fastest rate of infection is among people between the ages of 13 and 25 years old in the black community, when you find out that black men are getting the virus at a rate six and a half times higher than any other ethnicity out there, we are far outpacing everybody when it comes to HIV infection. Black women are catching it at a rate 15 times higher than any other race. Every other form of sexually transmitted disease is on the rise in our black communities. Ladies and gentlemen, we have got to start ringing the alarm bell. And I know I don't have no million people listening to me, but a couple thousand of y'all tune into this show. And I want to be one of the first pipe pipers out there putting this out into our community that we have got to get hold of our kids. I'm going to say it again. The fastest rate of infection for any race in the United States right now is the black, young black people between the ages of 13 and 25. But why do you think that is, man? Well, I'm glad, my learned colleague, you asked a question like that. Blacks have this thing where we try to sweep things under the rug. We have this, you know, you think the military had the don't ask, don't tell policy. That's been around in black folks for a long time. You always know that Uncle June was a sweet in the tank, but nobody talked about it. 
We all know that little Junebug been acting a little sissified since he was a little boy, but we don't want to acknowledge and talk about it, that he's a little different. Silence is the biggest weapon in the spread of this infection. We are so afraid to say, oh, man, that such and such is HIV positive that we don't talk about it. So such and such feels so stigmatized and so alone, they don't want to tell nobody. While other races are out ringing the alarm, while other races are out pounding the streets, while other races are, are banding together and like, look, you know, we got to get this treatment for such and such. You find out somebody's HIV positive, we act a little funny towards them. But yet we're out doing the stupid things that it takes to get the virus like it ain't real. I don't know nobody, every black family, and I'm going to say this again, every black family has been affected by HIV AIDS in one way, shape, or form. And you think then you uh you uh contributing it to um what people just being irresponsible or lack of education, I guess that can kinda of go with being irresponsible too. Or, uh, or this uh plain let me use my other favorite word, ignorance. You know, Absolutely. that and under the ignorance topic it's like, Oh, it can't never happen to me, it ain't me, so I don't care, you know what I'm saying? It can't touch me. There you go. All those three things, my learned colleague, that you just brought up are contributing to the spread of this virus in our community. Ignorance, lack of education, silence, that stupid demeanor where, oh, it ain't never going to happen to me. Ain't nobody around here bulletproof when it comes to HIV, ladies and gentlemen. We have got to take hold of this virus. As I was watching this documentary, and they said 14% of the United States population is black. Almost 50% of new infections are from the black community. We got all these pastors and stuff who... You know, you want to condemn people for being gay or bisexual. We have got to get beyond this. It is here, just like crack cocaine arrives with a bang, and we're going to talk about that later. We even talk. We need to even talk about these download preachers. Oh, we definitely will talk about the download preachers. But um, I think the neighborhood gentrification committee might have joined us. So let's find out. Hello. Uh, hold on, hold on here. That might be my fault. One, one, one. You're on live with us. Welcome to the show. Yeah. Hey, Tony. Hey, Diddy. Hey, what's up, Joe? Um, it says here in the description the epidemic is on the rise. Yada, yada, yada. What epidemic are you talking about? HIV. That's that's on a spike. That's on a rise in uh, what the black community now. Um, it, it has it is more than on a spike and on the rise. Oh yeah. The, the rate of Section in the black community is um, three times, in some cases, six times higher than any other ethnicity. Mm. The rate of infection of, 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 of young adults between the ages 13 and 25 is way beyond everybody else. Almost five and a half 
testing of every 10 persons infected with the virus is now coming up as a black person. 60% of black people got HIV? I wouldn't say 60% of black people, the rate of infection, not 60% of black people. 60% of people who are showing up with the virus now uh-huh. getting, um, that are getting tested for it are coming out of the black African-American community. So out of every 100 people, 60 are black and the rest are white, Asian, and oh. et cetera. Yes, sir. Woo. Sir. N- New World Daughters after your ass. Kind of almost make you want to ask the question, is there a conspiracy going on that we don't know about? Thank you. Listen to me. In Washington, D.C., three miles from the Capitol, in Ward 8, they have one of the highest concentrations of HIV in the entire country. Three miles from the freaking Capitol building, homie. Washington, D.C., in its poor neighborhood, is outpacing every other city in the United States when it comes to HIV right now. Three miles from the friggin' capital, dog. They have one of the worst healthcare systems down there. They have one of the worst education systems down there for the minorities and people in that socioeconomic demographic. Three friggin' miles from the Capitol building. Let me ask you a question, Tony. When you were doing research into this, of uh, the people, let's say the black people in particular, did they contract this mainly because of sex, mainly because of transfusions, or mainly because of something which people haven't really diagnosed yet? Um, the, the main form of it right now is the sexual contact and running a close second behind it is the sharing of needles. Oh, okay. Goodbye. All right, because I can't see, um, oh, is it mainly prevalent within females or males? Males right now. Males? It's just running with the males right now. Yeah. All right, because, um, okay, I have to say it's probably due to needles more, because I can't see a lot of guys getting a lot of sex. <laughs> okay? Um, and I can't see a lot of guys who are getting sex not using rubbers. So either, okay, H, the needles, that must mean then that if that's the case, a lot of black guys are on drugs. Is that um, true? It would be that a lot of them are on drugs, but uh, the, the major part of that is, is, is this. The younger generation, because it's between the ages of 13 and 25, because the face of AIDS and HIV has changed over the years. When it first came out, it was a big, bad boogeyman who scared the crap out of everybody because we saw but with the new drugs that they, you know, a person can have it and you, there would be no symptoms. They just look as healthy as everybody else. Mm-hmm. The problem with, that, with the new generation is they never got to see the real ugly face of it. So a lot of, 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 of promiscuity is being engaged in impoverished everywhere, really, but more so in what I call the urban war zone. In the urban war zone, you know, I remember growing up, a guy would see a girl, be like, man, she thick, ain't nothing wrong with her. She ain't got nothing, homie. She too thick to have something. I don't know how many times I've heard that dumbass statement. And I'd be like, dog, are you for real? 
Did that dumb shit just really come out your mouth? Because she thinks she ain't got nothing? I was watching this documentary, man, that blew me the fuck away. And I'm cussing y'all, and y'all know I don't cuss, but it must be something that's really irritating me. I was watching this documentary called Endgame about HIV and AIDS in the black community. And they were interviewing a lot of young people. And one of these young ladies, she made sure she hid her face, and she put the fake wig on, and she changed her voice up. And she said, rather than deal with the embarrassment of telling people that she's HIV positive, she just rather to keep having unprotected sex because she doesn't want anybody judging her. No, I think that's about the dumbest shit I've heard in a long time. That shit rocked my world. Now, let me put my public service announcement out there. Pretty Tony, I can't, I don't, I can't speak for Joe, and I'll let them individually speak for themselves. Or K Diddy. Pretty Tony ain't anti nothing. I'm just anti oppression. I don't judge nobody for their lifestyle. If you want to be gay, be gay. If you want to be bisexual, live your life. I don't give a damn. Don't bring it to me. You do your thing. I do mine. But if you're going to engage in a certain course of a lifestyle, we need to be honest and upfront with each other. Getting back to what KDD was talking about earlier, the down-low preachers and the down-low brothers. The brothers who you know you're gay, but you want to be back from both sides of the case. Another story that moved me before I go any further was this woman. She was about 55, 56 years old. Older woman with kids and grandkids who had been divorced for like 15 years. Church-going woman. Met a nice gentleman in church, very pleasant, charming gentleman. They dated for a year, no sex. They went through all the church counseling. They decided to get married. Been married a couple months. One day she was cleaning something in the room. And the guy's gay. See, the brother was on the down low. Not only was he, not only was he on the down low. He you know why I said that? He had full-blown AIDS a year prior to uh-huh. marrying woman, dog. You know why I said that? Because you started talking about this guy being celibate for a year. Come on. The guy had to be gay. You understand? Jesus <laughs> Christ. Come that on. Is, is, We're going to get into that. We're going to get into that. Because celibacy is actually a good thing because if more of us would practice celibacy, we could probably get some of these things under control. But the point being of where I was going with this is... Mm-hmm. That was disastrous. In my book, that fool deserved a bullet in the head. Living her own life, you pursued her. You know, he's not like some people be like, well, you know, promiscuous people get that disease. No, you ignorant, simple-minded fool. <laughs> okay. And this is really moving to me because I come from the urban war zone. My DNA is from the urban war zone, the hood, whatever you want to call it. Our education system is decimated. So we're not teaching our younger generation anything. But what we are teaching them is destructive behavior. We're teaching them incarceration, which brings me back the down low brother syndrome 
when you're locking away men for extended periods of time that it is so called war on trust. That is a failed policy, by the way. All these things that we're talking about work hand in hand to help this epidemic go forward. The Global Commission on Drug Policy, this these wonderful, brilliant men who used to be presidents and attorney generals and doctors and lawyers just released a report that said that one of the most serious side effects to the failed war on drugs was HIV and, and AIDS spreading. One of the serious, most side effects of the failed war on drugs has been, in a way, providing a crutch for the spread of HIV and AIDS. Because AIDS, the volume of drugs coming into our country has not gone down. It has increased. The availability of drugs is at an all-time high. We have got to start reviewing some of these damn policies that we have in place, ladies and gentlemen. We are losing our children. And everything, ignorance, violence, negative stereotypes, socioeconomic situation that a lot of these kids find themselves in, social rejection, homophobia, you name it, all these things are working hand in hand for this damn thing growing at the rate that it's growing amongst my people, dog. I know K. Diddy says he's other, and we still ain't sure what the hell Joe is, so we'll leave that mystery out there. You can name me as other, too. Okay, so K. Diddy and Joe are other. I always said I was Jewish, brother. But for the lack for the lack of everybody else, you know what I'm saying? They need to explore they they need to explore their heritage. But we can go into that on another show because black is still a color to me, and I ain't never been black. I'm light brown, caramel looking. But we'll deal with that on another day. So, Diddy, you're the other Jew on your show, huh? Yeah. I guess so, baby brother. Because I I I've I, I researched my history. I, I ain't never been, hey, look, I ain't never been to Africa. My mother, father, grandmother, none of them ain't never been to Africa either, so. Well, I'll lend you my yarmulke when you need it. <laughs> Carry on, Tony. We're sorry for that brief interlude there. That's all right, because it was getting real heavy, so that's okay. So I as the only self-proclaimed black man on the show and the author and the Jewish character. You ain't black either. You Jamaican. Oh, that's a very good man, huh? <laughs> Last time I seen you, you didn't even have on no black shoes. Oh, y'all, y'all really own one today. <laughs> Why? You you didn't want us to let you down, did you? No, right? Don't <laughs> let me down. Not at all. I got to beat me. I mean, come on now. What do you expect from me and Diddy? Exactly. <laughs> So the author and the Jewish, you know what I mean, happy Hanukkah and all that stuff. Identify. I, don't even, I don't even know if Jews can put down their uh, their fucking ethnicity on these things. <laughs> what are well, you? The fuck you asking me for? <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. 
we always got room to lock people up. Oh, you sit on the sidewalk? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. We have got to lock your ass up. What? You talk too loud. I'm an officer of the law. Oh, you were being disrespectful and resisting arrest. I'm locking your ass up, too. Classrooms are closing. We damn still got enough space to lock people up. Well, exactly, man. You got you got you got to understand that whole cycle of survival of the fittest. You know what I mean? You know they create a scenario just to keep food on their table. It doesn't necessarily have to work for you. You know, lack of jobs, lack of education. What's that going to do? You know, you're not going to let your family starve. Not if you can do anything about it. You know, of course, you're not a bad guy. You don't really want to go out and just take something from somebody else. That's not the thing that you want to do. But you're not going to sit up and see your baby die of starvation either. So it puts you in that trick bag, you know. And then if you get caught up in the system, then you're making license plates and furniture for the third largest industry in the country. So throw it out there, my brother. Throw it out there. And I'm going to tack on some more. And, oh, by the way, even after you've done your time and you have served your time and your probation or your parole has ended. Oh, and then you still got to pay them that fine. I forgot that. A lot of times you pay them a fine that they assess to you for, uh, like, like you paying them to incarcerate you to work for them. And, and, and oh, by the way, because you done caught this case, we're not going to educate you. Even if you have rehabilitated yourself, you don't qualify for no kind of grants or scholarships. So you can't educate yourself. And oh, certain jobs, by the way, nah, we can't hire you because of your felonious background. And I hope you done hooked up with your homeboy JoJo over there so y'all can come up with some other get-rich-quick schemes so you can bring your ass back up in here. And we get paid... $75 Again. to hand you a tire now, by the way. Again. It is a vicious cycle occurring out there, ladies and gentlemen, and there is enough blame to go all the way around. There is enough blame to go all the way around in our communities because at the end of the day, a certain measure of pride has been lost in being better. I was talking to a very dear friend of mine the other day, and I, and I was telling him, you know, little boys sitting around, and if you speak a certain way, you get looked at funny. But if, I, if all the manner of ignorance was to come out of my mouth, um, you know, that's when I would be cool. I was guilty of that crap, my damn self. If I sat down and said, man, I'm going to go read a book today, my ghetto-ass cousins would be like, man, get the hell out of here. Read a book? We finna go hang the little jewel boat down here, see what's happening. So what has happened is we have let go of the reins and the controls of our own life. Our destiny seems to be determined by ourselves, and we do a damn good job of effing it up. And, oh, let's not throw, throw religion in the middle of politics. Oh, let's not throw religion in there with a the good pastor up on the pulpit who drives a brand-new friggin' Cadillac while 80% of his churchgoers live below the poverty line. But the pastor got a brand-new caddy every damn year, not to mention, oh, let's not mention the pastor's wife. No, man, listen, first of all, 
he got to be riding good when he drive up to the pearly gates. Are you kidding me? You think he's going to go in there on the bus? You're wrong, KJD, and I would say you're going straight to hell for that, but I'm going to let it go. You're just so wrong. Well, you know, obviously that's what the preacher got to be thinking. You know what I mean? So, we with the order of the day. You get to throw in religion into that equation. You get to throw in incarceration into that equation. You get to throw in social rejection into that equation. You get to throw in homophobia into that equation. And we get to this damn... And the end result is this damn bumbo of bullshit. Ladies and gentlemen, setting my Jewish brother aside and my other. Who's the Jew? Pretty Tony is here to say that the parents need to start being parents again. We have got to take pride and take hold of our own communities and try to do something better. You know, that that was an interesting concept right there about parents um, need to start back being parents again. Well, that's a wonderful thought, especially if if everybody on both sides of the field, you know, accept and acknowledge that, because sometimes the powers that be, even though they'll say, Tony, you're supposed to whoop that child's ass. If that's my child, I'll, I'll whoop their ass. But that same person, that same person will prosecute you on the word of that child. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But at the same time, I'm held responsible for the actions of this child. Oh, at the end of the day, most definitely. But in the meantime, you could find yourself in jail and, 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 and label something different when that same person would say, had you not spared the ride when this child was coming up, maybe he wouldn't be in a gangbanger. Maybe he wouldn't be in jail for murder. Yeah, but they also have you on the double end now, too, because uh, what you were talking about now, Tony, about being responsible for the kid, in one state, or at least in one city, there uh, was a decision being, um, I don't know if the decision came down by the judge or not, but it was being weighed, I don't know, city council, Capitol Hill on the state, I don't know. But lawmakers were thinking about making parents responsible for the deeds of their teenage kids. So if a kid gets caught um, joyriding, you're going to jail. If they pass the law. And you see, those are the type of bullshit activities that the wonderful smart people up there in Capitol Hill have time for but they don't have the time to help. And and, and and I already know my libertarian friends that sitting on the sideline here. Government is not responsible for us. That's so are they gonna put are they gonna put the discipline back in the home, Joe? Um, they making only, they making the parents accountable, but mm-hmm. are they gonna put the discipline back into the home? Well, by um hamstringing the uh, the parents from doing the discipline and blaming them if they do and then if the kids grow up to be spoiled as a result of sparing the rod, well, I guess the burden is on the parents, if not the discipline. But that's our terrific government. Hmm. Don't you know? So, wonderful, smart people up there sitting on that hill who make all these decisions. No one is looking for hey, man, you, 
let me throw something at you, man. You know, one time I went through this little custody thing over over one of my children, and I had the pleasurable opportunity of meeting one of these uh, uh, psychologist-type dudes, one of these children psychologist-type dudes. And this dude had the nerve to sit up and try to give me pointers and shit when his son, when his uh, uh, young son was slapping the shit out of him, telling him what to do. <laughs> Are you saying you do his own child? I swear to God, I swear to God, this is a true story, man. It's real shit right here. Real shit. This is who who the court sent sent me to and my son for him to be a counselor, right? But this dude's uh, son would bust into the session and talk shit to his dad like we wasn't sitting there. And I'm sitting there scratching my head and like, huh? You know what I'm saying? That boy would have been knocked on his butt so doggone quick, and, and you know this is just wasn't no one incident. This is you could tell this is wasn't nothing he just did for the first time ever. This is his normal get down. Uh-huh. It's like going Indeed. to a fat doctor yeah. to try to have him teach you how to lose weight. <laughs> you know, but I just I just threw that out there as far as uh, this dysfunctional shit. How how mixed up the the people making these wonderful decisions that what Tony was talking about. These people make decisions telling you what you should and should not do, when in fact they live in something totally different. Absolutely, and that is where I was going with the fallacy of this whole situation. That is where I was going with the hypocrisy of this whole situation. That is where all this is coming back to is a double-edged sword of our Action and consequence. Action and consequence, which is something we have got to start taking into account if we are going to come out of this cycle of bullshit that we are engaged in. You sit and you pass all these wonderful decisions up at the top that trickles its way all the way down to those at the bottom, and at those at the bottom and in between are looking up and what's being handed down to us has no weight, has no value. You understand? The epidemic in our communities, whether it is crack cocaine, which which is a big part of, of, of where I was going with this whole parenting thing, let's be real. In the urban war zone, I'm going to be kind. I'm sure the statistic was higher than this, but I'm going to say at least three out of every ten persons Parents were crack parents, addicted to some kind of drug. I know the statistics are probably a little bit higher than that because, you know, you know, crack cocaine hit like a tsunami. And it affected every family in the urban war zone. Nobody was immune. And then they spawned more children who spawned more children. And somewhere in there, we produced lost generation. Once again, going back to this documentary that damn near brought me to tears, I was watching these two young men, because Pretty Tony is by no means homophobic. And these two young men have made up their mind that they're in love, whatever, whatever, whatever. One of these young men got HIV at the age of 15. Him and the other young man met, they decided they were going to be together. And let's just say after being together, the other young man became infected. You made a conscious I couldn't believe it. You made a conscious choice to become infected. 
Wait a minute, he did that to on purpose? Tony, you saying this guy did it on purpose? Yes. He became infected by his partner on purpose. They decided that it was no longer necessary for protective sex. Oh, okay. And I'm sitting there looking at our generations as they're coming because the reality of, of, of the evolution of, of, the, of the races and, and, and humanity is that you can turn the blind eye to the gay and lesbian community or transgender if you choose to. I'm trying to do my best to be politically correct. But the reality of this life is that they're here. And the reality of this life is you've got to adjust the radar, heal with them. I'm wondering if the cause of HIV <clears throat> is more than just sex, or if there's something that's been um, created or produced that makes it uh, makes a certain type of sex a little bit more susceptible. Because there's, there's been gay sex since you know since time began. Oh, and only, huh? season, all them good old boys were gay. Mm-hmm. Going back to their a couple of them cats died from AIDS back then, though, didn't they? I don't know. Immune deficiency wasn't diagnosed back then. He wasn't diagnosed back then, probably. You know, because I'm sure that if we were to do the research, as has been proven, HIV, a great portion of it and its potency was probably man-made. So that, that That's a given right now. It didn't just appear out of nowhere. You know, but 1981 is when the radars locked onto him when, you know, riding good old Killer Kelly up there in Hollywood, you know, young gay men started showing up with conditions that were unlike anything the doctors had seen before. Since then, it's jumped races, it's jumped uh, heterosexual, homosexual, bisexual, drug users, junkies, all of this has concocted itself into producing what we're now dealing with. And we have got to, in this country, we have got to start making a better effort, a more valid effort to educate our younger people. We have got to start bringing them up to speed A couple of years ago, they did a research of young black men that are incarcerated, gang-banging or whatever, and asked them about their sexual activity. I think 69% of them responded that they don't give a damn. They just roll the dice as they see fit. This fatalistic uh, uh, attitude has got to be uh, uh, addressed as it, at, at its root core. Because it, it, it comes back to a lack of hope, a lack of education, a lack of self-esteem, and all these lack of words I can sit here and come up with in all these fancy terminologies. But the realization is that the number is growing at an alarming rate in our community. A lot of kids who raise themselves because of their mother and father's addiction their decision-making skills are lacking at best. Let's be realistic. 
And that is why I dedicated today's show to this subject matter. We're losing generations, and I want to make sure I throw it out here again. The fastest rate of infection is among people 20, between the ages of 13 and 25. I hope I'm getting food to somebody here. 13 to 25, man. In my community, not my Jewish brother or the other, in my community, black women are getting it at a rate three times higher than any other race. How? What'd you say was higher? Say that again. What was the number you just said? Black women are getting it at a rate 15 times higher than any other race, man. 15 times higher. 15 times higher. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Okay. We are far outpacing everybody else in my community. Sound like gentlemen, you need to start keeping your mail in your mailbox. There you go. Now, one of the next topics I want to address is because I you know I went to the C D C website and I was just looking at this thing and it says there it was just sitting there because information is freedom. Information is truth. Young black males who engage in a, uh, uh, let's say, bisexual or or homosexual lifestyle are picking it up at a rate of 73%, I think, higher than everybody else. 73% of the new cases are young black males. We are losing our children. We're losing our next generation. And there's so many things we could point the finger at. And we'd probably be correct about most of them, and some of them would be bullshit. But pointing fingers is not going to address the problem. What we need to do is come up with a realistic approach. What we need to come up with is an effective approach to combat the problem. And if any of you out there have a doubt, look for the continent of Africa. But over the last 30 years, in some countries, the life expectancy has dwindled down to 23 years old. As of HIV and AIDS. So to all you young men out there who, who dream of being a player, you fantasize about most sex partners and stuff, even though I am CEO of the playerology movement, any book that I have written, I've encouraged safe sex. Any book that I've written, I've tried to teach you that having multiple sex partners exposes you to more of a chance of contracting a disease or getting an unwanted pregnancy or something of that nature. It ain't all fun and games, man. I had a homeboy, and I ain't going to put his name out there, when we were growing up. He always used to tell me, 
man, I hate freaking AIDS and HIV and all that. And I was like, yeah, man, I hate it too, dog. He's like, nah, not for what you hate it for. I hate it for because when I was growing up, I was planning on having as much pussy as I can everywhere. But because of AIDS, I can't do that no more. And at first, I was like, dog, that's some of the most ignorant shit I've ever heard. Still, I read beyond what he was trying to say. In his own way, he was saying he had to cut back on the amount of finance he got because he didn't want to increase his odds of getting AIDS. So he truly wasn't being ignorant. He was just being his normal self. Condoms are a way of life, gentlemen. This is for you brothers out there. The only short-proof way to stay away from HIV and AIDS is not to engage in sex. I think that is not realistic. A realistic conversation is to wrap your dick up. And and don't go out and get no Playtex living gloves because they got five fingers because that does not work. So, wrap up, gentlemen. Protect yourself, ladies and gentlemen. If you're engaged in, in multiple partner sex, please protect yourself and protect them. Do you download brothers out there? Look, this is 2012, though. Do you. Don't drag anybody else along for the damn ride and put their lives at risk because your ego can't handle somebody calling you gay. Dude, you are gay. Yeah, except the fact, dude, you are gay. It don't matter if you pitching or catching. Your ass is gay. I ain't gay, dog. I ain't gay. Yes, you are if you have been with other men. Own up to it. Be who the hell you want to be. Live your life. <laughs> Somebody else along for the life. For selfish reasons. Tony, maybe the brother thought he was just part-time gay. Or <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, uh, he was just gay on trial or something. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's this other documentary I was watching where the lady was like, yeah, I put her out of here because I didn't want her to give my daughter that gay disease. She can catch it from her. Mm-hmm. You can catch being gay like a cold? Ignorant buffoon. People think that. If you think I'm kidding, people think that people choose to be gay. People decide to become gay. Diddy, you've got a friend that says he's now gay because of all the bullshit the the chicks have been uh, laying on him. Yeah, that was that was uh, uh, Victor. I thought we talked about him a long time ago. Yep, yep. He said one made him go that way, and I still looked at him and awe. Probably if I saw him today, I'd probably look at it the same way. Because I don't think I don't think it's that bad a female in the world that make me want to be with some very chested dude somewhere. Hey. That shit was even crazy to think. I've heard women say that too. Let, let's throw that out there too. I've heard women say, well, you know, brothers don't hurt me too much. That's why I'm gay. Eh, women are more prone to do Women are more uh, bi than anything else The way they hug each other The way they take pictures together The way they share bras and panties Come on, shit They practically share tampons I wouldn't be surprised if they did turn gay <laughs> There you go so Opinions may vary 
But the bottom line, the public service announcement that this week's show is dedicated to is this. HIV and AIDS real. You don't see two male horses getting together. You understand what I'm saying? Whatever your choices in life, whatever whatever you think yourself or whatever you want to be, if you're a dude who likes wearing dresses because you think you're a woman on the inside, go do that, dog. Stay in your lane, dog. Protect yourself in that lane. Whatever it is you feel in your heart, whatever it is that you want to be, you have, you're born in a country, and other countries, they kill you. Like and, 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 and mothers, don't let your little boys play in his little sister's shoes and put on her clothes. Come on now. <laughs> uh, that shit ain't cool. That shit ain't cute. It is what it is. Look. I didn't have it in me today, but like I said, this is a topic that's of a personal nature to me because HIV and AIDS has affected me. I've lost family members to HIV and AIDS, and I remember it's as though nobody wanted to talk about them anymore because they died of HIV and AIDS. Oh, don't talk about them. Another June bug that got shot for gangbanging, we want to talk about his ass all the time, don't we? He died a better death, huh? Because he was gangbanging. But Tyrone, who was a little sweet in the tank, we don't want to talk about. He died of HIV and AIDS. Mm -mm. They they, they shame of them, but they didn't condone it all along. You know? You only got a few minutes left, uh, Tony. Yeah, I, I couldn't do 90 minutes on this because I knew eventually it was going to get the trap tugging at my heartstrings. No problem. I've been personally affected by this. Matter of fact, I'm going to put his name out there. Rest in peace, Dwight. I never loved you any less, dog. You were my big cousin, and I love you. I remember when you used to help me with my math homework. As a matter of fact, you did it for me a few times, so moms would have whooped my ass. But you passed away, and the family just done swept you away like you didn't exist. And a lot of black families out there tend to do that. We don't want to talk about those that are afflicted or affected or affected by HIV. Wrap your dick up, gentlemen. And ladies, because a brother tell you that he's clean does not mean he's clean. Protect your coochie. Protect your life. A, a momentary nut is never worth a lifetime of friggin' pain. Wrap it up, y'all. HIV and AIDS is real. We want to we want to make sure we thank the sponsors of today's show, www.worldmovement.com. Check out the movement. We want to encourage you. Go out and get a copy of the book. Get to know your boy, Pretty Tony. Play your ology. Who is she and what is she to you? And play a set the game of join us next week. As we go yep, get yep. down to the whole playology movement and expand it a little bit, and in the coming months, we're going to get a little bit more political because we've got some choices coming up, y'all. Keep yourself first and everybody else second, man. Real talk. 
Ain't got nothing but love for you. Peace. There's gonna be some stuff you're gonna see that's gonna make it hard to smile in the future. But do whatever you see, through all the rain and the pain, you gotta keep your sense of humor. You gotta be able to smile through all this bullshit. Back there. 